You're listening to episode 27 of season two of the Midlife Improvement Project. And on today's episode, we are going to revisit something that we have discussed in the past, but it never goes out of style. How much time do you spend consciously or unconsciously worrying about what other people think? Let's go. Welcome to the Midlife Improvement Project, a podcast about what really matters as you negotiate midlife. Some might call this time of life a crisis, but I want to introduce you to the idea that it's an awakening. This is a time to listen to your soul, to find your purpose, to reflect on what you really want to do and be in the days you have left here on planet Earth, and then write your own midlife manifesto. You are not less of yourself on the other side of midlife. You are more. This is a time to be celebrated, not tolerated. I'm your midlife wake-up coach, Dr. Peggy Malone. I'm a healthcare provider turned life coach who helps women in midlife lean into the magic and adventure of being a woman as we head into the second half. I help you to decide where you want to go next with this one precious life and really claim all of your big dreams and goals while caring less about what anyone else thinks about it. After all, if someone is going to be unhappy with your life, it shouldn't be you. In a few short months, I will turn 50, and as I head toward this milestone birthday, I want to use this podcast as my midlife manifesto. There will be no fading into the background and quietly living out my golden years with the assumption that my best years are behind me over here. I'm just getting started. I invite you to come with me. Listen in each week as I help you to wake up to what's possible for you in midlife as you learn to manage your mind, get curious about what got you here, and get clear about where you want to go next on the way to being an even better you. Let's get after it. All right, let's talk about other people's thoughts and specifically you thinking about other people's thoughts and even more specifically you thinking about other people's thoughts about you. Do you spend a lot of time thinking and worrying about what other people might be thinking about you? It's okay if you do. We all do to some extent because it's encoded in our DNA. I want to remind you today about why we do this. And once we have some awareness about why we worry so much about other people's opinions, we can work on worrying about them less. Are you with me? We humans share a collective insanity that pervades cultures throughout the world, an irrational and unproductive obsession with what other people think of us. Why, you might ask? Well, evolution does everything for a reason. So to understand this phenomenon, let's go way back in time to when our ancient ancestors lived in a small tribe and humans were just getting started. Back then, being part of a tribe was critical to survival. A tribe meant food and protection in a time when neither was easy to come by. Almost nothing in the world was more important than being accepted by the fellow tribe members, especially those in positions of authority. The worst outcome during this time would be people in the tribe starting to whisper and gossip about how annoying or unproductive or how weird you are. Fitting in with those around you and pleasing those above you in the tribe meant that you could stay in the tribe and not be banished to the woods or the desert to die. Being socially accepted was everything. Because of this, humans have evolved an over-the-top obsession with what other people think of us. It's a craving for social approval and admiration, and it's a paralyzing fear of being disliked. This obsession 
is a product of your lizard brain, that old part of your brain that's still living in the way back, way back. It's the part of your brain that is most like a lizard's. And it's very preoccupied with scanning for danger and making sure that you are safe, making sure that you don't die. You cannot transcend or destroy or completely leave behind this part of your brain. It is a part of you. And its fear of social disapproval is embedded deep in your DNA. So I hope this helps to explain how irrational and weird we all are when it comes to the opinions of others and why we spend so much time thinking about what other people are thinking. Now, the cool part is that we don't live in a world anymore where we might die if we don't fit in to what the rest of the tribe is all about. In fact, in 2023, I think it's fair to say that we are more interested in people that are less like the rest, that take risks and show up as their authentic selves. A lot of this fear of social disapproval manifests in us as humans imagining what other people are thinking about us all of the time. Now, we don't have any objective measures of truth that this is what they are actually thinking. We just assume that's what they must be thinking. Now, I want you to remind you of this important detail, and I spend a lot of time talking to my clients about this and also reminding myself. When you spend any time thinking about what other people might be thinking, you are likely projecting your own stuff, something in your own brain onto that person. Something that is totally hypothetical and made up in your brain has been placed by you into the mind of someone else, and now you are obsessing over it. So you end up worrying about someone else's potential thoughts that are a totally made up story in your own mind. Now, let me stop here to remind you that you are an adult human and you get to decide every second, every minute, and every hour of every day what you want to think. Your thoughts are optional and you can choose to engage with them or you can choose not to engage with them. So why not choose thoughts about other people's thoughts that are useful and that make you feel good? Why not practice the thought that people think you're amazing? People like you, and people are always willing to help you. Doesn't that feel better than thinking that they think that you are weird or that you are not worthy or that you are ugly or that they don't want to spend time with you or whatever story you like to make up about what other people might be thinking about you? If I'm ever in a situation where I notice the thought sneaking into my head, she thinks I'm a weirdo or he thinks I'm dumb or they think I'm totally extra. I catch myself. I notice myself thinking it. I'm on to myself. Then I redirect my thought to, nope, they think I'm amazing. They love hanging out with me and they love talking to me. Now, these things may or may not be objectively true, but they definitely feel better to me than indulging the thoughts that my brain first offered me about the situation. You can try this anytime you want. You could start, for example, with the cashier at the grocery store. Just decide as you head up to pay for your groceries that they think you are awesome. This thought alone in your mind as you are paying for your groceries will change your energy and make the interaction better for both of you. I have a client who travels often for work, and I gave her the assignment of thinking great thoughts about herself and others as she walks through the airport each week. She reported almost immediately when she started doing this, that people smiled at her more. They made conversation with her more and she enjoyed her travel time more. 
Once you have mastered practicing on strangers while you are out doing errands, you can try this with coworkers or relatives that in the past you might have labeled difficult. Just decide that they are thinking amazing thoughts about you and watch what happens with your interactions. Now, this doesn't work every time, and even if it doesn't result in an amazing outcome, the only thing that you are out by trying this is practicing believing amazing thoughts about yourself and others. One thing that sometimes can come up is that other people actually have thoughts that they express to us. This is a step beyond the stories that we might be making up in our own minds and projecting onto others. People actually say rude, terrible things to us. Maybe people might actually say out loud that you are too big for your britches, or they may offer judgment about what you look like or how you spend your time or your money or where you live or what you buy or where you travel or who you hang out with. These ones can hurt and they can really trigger us. These ones can be hard to get past because we actually hear their thoughts out loud. So we actually know what their thoughts are. So what is my advice in these situations? Let's start with something that I share with my clients on the regular, which is the crabs in the bucket metaphor. Now, if you haven't heard what this is, let me explain. If you put one crab in a bucket, it can claw its way up and out and happily frolic on the beach out of the confines of the bucket. But something interesting happens if you put a bunch of crabs in a bucket. If one of them tries to climb out, the rest pull it back down into the bucket. Further, if the crab tries to climb out a second time, the other crabs gang up on the crab again and may actually begin to break its claws to completely hinder its progress. This means that none of the crabs end up escaping because they are all working against each other. The crabs in a bucket mentality is a metaphor for how humans respond when they see someone else around them achieving some kind of self-improvement that they cannot achieve themselves. The phrase, if I can't have it, neither can you, best describes the crabs in a bucket mentality. When people with crab mentality see others around them advancing, they subconsciously, or sometimes even consciously, reach out to hold them back. They do what they can to hinder progress or even stop the person from simply trying to succeed. People with a crab mentality feel insecure when they see other people improve, and they assume that they are failing because other people are succeeding. They feel as though they are being left behind, and when they feel like that, they see the only solution is to stop others around them from improving or changing or evolving. The common phrase, misery loves company, is very true and can be seen in these types of situations. It is a proverb that suggests that people who are miserable can handle their own problems better if those around them are miserable too. Now this brings us back to the tribe. If everyone in the tribe fits in, the tribe feels safer for all. Anytime someone goes outside of the norms, even to improve themselves, the whispering might start, which will send you banished to the woods or the desert to die. So if someone says something hurtful to you, you can direct your brain to empathy. You can remember the crabs in the bucket. You can see that that person is trying to keep you in the bucket so that they can feel safe. Once you know that these comments are less about you and more about them and their insecurities, you can decide to climb out of that bucket and explore places that they will never go. Another thing that overlays all of this is our conditioning from society that says that women are less than. And not only that, that the worth we have has an expiry date when we reach a certain age. 
which is why all of us are so concerned and worried about getting older. Now, you might have heard me say this in a previous episode, but it's worth repeating. Around midlife, our currency as women, which we have been taught to believe is in our youth and in our beauty and in our ability to have babies, is suddenly gone. So no wonder we are so sad about getting older and no wonder we have thoughts about what other people might think of us as we get older. And no wonder we fight back against it with all of our might. We have been taught to be sad about getting older. It was imprinted upon us and all of us are running the program without questioning it. But what if we just decided that we didn't want to run that program anymore? What if we could unlearn the things we have been taught about getting older in our society? What if we decided that the currency that we have now as women in midlife is way more valuable than the smooth skin and tighter body that we all wanted or had when we were in our 20s? What if we just accepted that getting older is normal and amazing? What if we just decided it was cool to be a woman in midlife? Now, don't get me wrong, none of this is easy. We've all been socially conditioned as women to think about aging in a certain way, and it is reinforced in nearly every movie or TV show we watch and in the ads we are offered every day on the internet. I certainly don't have all the answers to this challenge, but I do know that once we are more awake and more aware of these things, we can decide to think about them differently. We can decide on purpose if we want to be part of the tribe that thinks that the value of older women is less, or we can decide something else. We can decide to stay in the bucket and convince all of those crabs that old is cool and getting wrinkled and gray and wise is where it's at, or we can choose to climb out of that bucket and stop thinking about the opinion of those crabs and decide what is true for us based on our own inner knowing, and then go have the adventures we want to have and stop worrying about those crabs who are in a bucket we no longer inhabit. My online pretend best friend Gretchen Rubin has this to say about this subject. The more I know what is true for me, the less it matters to me what other people think. And this is something that I like to reiterate by saying, if you like the choices that you're having in your life, then it does not matter what other people think. If anyone is going to love your choices, it should be you. Here's something else to give us all some perspective as we consider our thoughts of what other people might be thinking about us and another reason to care less about what those thoughts might be. We, all of us, are on a spinning marble in the center of an infinite universe with a tiny amount of time to live this life before we die. It's time for all of us to decide on purpose to stop worrying about other people's opinions and what they think of you. Those opinions don't pay your bills or enrich your life in any way. Listen to your inner you. Decide what you want to do with this life and where you want to go in this life and then follow your own lead. You might find that when you climb out of the bucket that you have been in for such a long time with some crabby crabs that have been holding you back, that you'll look around and find a whole new crew of cool crabs that love you for you, and they just want to explore and have fun. You got this. And that's it for this episode of the Midlife Improvement Project. Remember that you can decide what you want to think about on purpose. And if you find yourself thinking about other people's thoughts, especially their thoughts about you, decide to think thoughts that make you feel great. If you get the feeling that I might be your coach and you are interested in learning more about me and my work and perhaps how we could work together, especially as you navigate the challenges and adventures of midlife, 
come visit me at drpeggymalone.com forward slash coach and sign up for a complimentary 60 minute consult where we can help you get clear on where you are, where you want to go and how to get there. Also, I'd love it if you would come and hang out with me on Instagram. You can find me there at Dr. Peggy Malone. If you enjoyed today's show and you don't want to ever miss an episode, you can subscribe on Apple podcasts or wherever you usually listen. If you haven't already, I would really appreciate it if you would leave a rating and review to let me know what you think of the show and to help others find the Midlife Improvement Project. Until next time, my friends, stay focused and get after it.